0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on another bright day in a rather deserted city of Westminster, as once again we put the topic of leadership under the spotlight. I'm Scott Challoner and I'm joined on today's programme by Louise Caithness. Louise is the Managing Director of Zest Skin Spa in Edinburgh, Scotland. Louise, welcome to the programme and it's great to have you on the air with us today
1: morning yeah thank you for
0: having me thank you ever so much for taking the time to come on and speak with us now um The purpose of this whole podcast series, uh, Louise, is to really gather together a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And I think it's fair to say that leadership is really being put to the test at the moment, isn't it? With the current COVID-19 situation, no less, and different business leaders having to feel their way through this unprecedented crisis. Tell me, for somebody working within your industry, how has it been attempting to navigate the last few weeks and months? Because I can imagine it's posed a tremendous challenge.
1: Yes, indeed, it has, and um, I think that's the role of a leader, isn't it? Is to um, start to take take control in times of a crisis, and uh, times like now have have never been tougher for business. Um, I know for my industry, where it is predominantly a hands-on industry, um, business is closed um, as 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 normal, and over the last number of weeks, and as the time has passed, and gone on significantly longer than we all anticipated it's it's looking at how we diversify our businesses so that we can survive times
0: like this exactly um adaptability is hugely important uh, from a leadership perspective and i can imagine as well that that's something that you're really going to be considering going forward as well because there's a huge um, amount of um, discussion at the moment about what this new normal is going to look like and business and business leaders are really going to have to change their approach to be able to meet that aren't they
1: Yes, absolutely, and I, th- I think for every business in any industry, um, it's really important at times like this to look at where the weaknesses are, um, and, and and hopefully where the strengths are, and, and most importantly, what opportunities lie ahead for for your business. Um, you know, as I mentioned, you know our industry is predominantly hands-on, and and with the growth of of online business and online sales, um, it's something that's been harder for this industry to tap into. Because, of course, we can't give a treatment over the internet, um, which in a sense has, has given us a sense of security that you know, clients will come back to us because there is little option or alternative. But it does make us look at how we can perhaps um, provide um, other elements of our business online and remotely, such as consultations, retailing through websites, um, and doing different podcasts and webinars to educate our clients as well.
0: So it's required a great deal of proactivity from that point of view, hasn't it? Even though there's been a great deal of uncertainty during this time, businesses having to plan for certain eventualities, whether that be reopening or whether that be adapting to what that new normal is going to look like in the future.
1: Um, yeah, de- yeah, absolutely. And because there's no definite date for any industry opening again, or certainly there wasn't a number of weeks ago, um, we, we can't hang about and just hope that you know there will be a quick change to return to you know, how we've previously ran our businesses, we have to make changes. And, you know, the businesses that we, we closed a number of weeks ago are not the same businesses that will open again when the time when the time's right, there will be changes.
0: Mm. And of course, um, as well as being proactive and planning for certain eventualities, businesses have also had to gra- grapple with being reactive as well, being able to adjust to changing guidelines and changing circumstances. Um, if we take sort of that fine balance away from times of crisis, um, Louise. As a yep. typical business leader, would you describe yourself as being quite proactive when problems arise? So you're the sort of person that gets on top of things and dives straight into deal with it as soon as possible? Or do you tend to maybe take a little bit more of a backseat, let matters develop a little bit and then take action from that point?
1: I think in in any instance when there is a change to the business, call it a crisis, Yes, it is important to, to react um, because you need your business to survive. However, it's really important to listen and observe first of all, um, mm. and see what the response is, what the reaction is between your your team members, you know, the, the staff that are working, you know, within your company, um, and also your customers and clients. Let's see what their immediate response is, so you can listen and then make the, the right judgment call based on 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 how everybody's feeling. It's really important as a leader to yeah, be visible in times of a crisis because everybody's looking for someone to give them direction and someone to give them um, empowerment and confidence so that any decisions that are made, they know that everything is going to turn out all right in the end. Um, I know as a leader, I've never been busier over these last number of weeks. Um, And I would hope that most business leaders are because these are the times when our businesses and our, our people need us the most.
0: I think that's absolutely uh, right, Louise. I think it's so important, especially where um, in many cases we don't have a common workspace anymore and we don't no longer have that human contact, that the communication channels have to be kept open by the leaders, not just, of course, to keep everybody up to date with what's going on, but also provide that reassurance that's necessary because amid all of this uncertainty there is inevitably going to be a great deal of worry as well and it's the leader's role to therefore try and keep a cool head and provide some reassurance whereas there might be a lot of pressure on that leader because they may not necessarily have that much more information than the people around them and so that's also
1: quite difficult it's really important. but I think it's important to be completely transparent with your team mm. as well, and let them know. Look, I don't have the answers, but rest assured, I'm working to try and get answers and find a solution. But I need your input as well. So communication is so important, especially with a team like mine to see each other physically on a day-to-day basis. To now having not seen each other for, you know, two months, you know, it's been difficult on everybody, and and you're mindful that as much as technically the team are not working at the moment, they're they're still responsible for their well being and their um, you know, their, their motivation so and they do return to the business, they're, they're keen to come back and 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 want to work hard because they, they appreciate what you've done as a leader to make sure the business is still there, that their jobs are still there, um, and that there's a future for them as well.
0: All very important points, Louise. absolutely right, and we talked an awful lot there, of course about how you've sort of managed um your team through this uh, crisis and um your view of leadership as a whole. but perhaps you could tell me what some of the inspirations have been behind that way of doing things that you've taken on
1: um I think the the team itself are an inspiration for me because i you know I come from a beauty therapy background I didn't you know train to um, to management or study management or leadership at any time. I was, you know, on the tools as such, in a treatment room. And, you know, before I knew it, my business grew and grew and grew. And I had to learn very, very quickly um, and mostly from mistakes that were made about how to become a better leader and um, really listen to, um, you know, my team around me. Um, they they were the guidance and they were really the inspiration um, because there's, there's, you can have a great product, a great brand, um, a really loyal clientele, but w- without that team being motivated and and inspired, then your business won't won't grow and won't flourish like it should do. Um, so I, I learn from them on a daily basis, and, and any instances that happen, whether they're um, wins or, or losses in the business, it's really important to, to self reflect and self assess. And look at how you know how could I've done that better, and um, what what worked really well there, which is something that we could perhaps do again, or you know, at a different management style. So the inspiration for me hasn't come from um, above as such; it's come from the team around me that have, have helped me be a better leader um, and use you know my own interpersonal skills better um, to drive the business forward and make sure that everybody in the team is working towards the common goal whilst also achieving all their own individual goals
0: as well, whether it be in their career or or life at home. Mm, There's something... Really important points that you uh, make there, Louise, the importance of having a good team around you. Um, Nelson Mandela once said, of course, surround yourself with people who are better than you are. And that is, of course, hugely important, making sure that you surround yourself with people who are positive and can also compliment you. Because it's about, of course, not just you getting the best out of them, but also in a way them getting the best out of you as a leader. Um, But also, um, really importantly, you talk about learning and especially learning from mistakes do you think it's really possible to actually develop into an effective leader without experience being a teacher without going through that sort of journey of making one or two errors suffering setbacks and then embracing that as a learning curve
1: I'm sure there are people out there who are natural born leaders and I think for for most of us it it is a skill that comes through experience Um, and I you know as previously said, drawn every experience, you know, throughout my career. Um and, and whether that be um because I've worked alongside other people that have inspired me or not inspired me, um, whether it's been situations that didn't have a positive outcome that I've learned from, um, or, or really positive experiences that you know, that you that you repeat again and, and grow from. Um I think that, you know, any leader it's it's down to experience, no doubt about it, and looking at how you you draw on past experiences to, to better improve your yourself as a leader.
0: Exactly, and if we do think about the future now and that journey of development, Louise, before we do wrap things up on the uh, the programme today. If we think about the next 12 months, what do you envision that period holding for yourself and for Zest Skin Spa? And also, what do you hope to achieve, not just in getting through COVID-19 during this time, but also what you envision for beyond this particular pandemic
1: as well? Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it current situation has been devastating for for my business like many others but we will come through it and we'll come back a much stronger business and a stronger team I'm sure. Um, as I say it's, it's highlighted weaknesses in the business that perhaps were and um, we were able to carry those weaknesses you know previously but now because we're, we're not there doing the, the sort of hands-on element you know we've looked at you know, areas where there is opportunity for, for retail to in, increase our online presence and to grow the business as well. Um, one thing that has instilled huge confidence in me is the support of my own team um, behind the scenes. who um, have been busy bettering their own knowledge and skills with training But also the feedback that's come from our clients and um, the encouragement that's come from them, you know, that they will return to the business and they're they're desperate to come back to us and desperate for us to open again. The beauty industry is a, a growing industry. Even in recession many years ago, my business grew. Um, I think that we're almost a bulletproof industry, if you like, um, because we we answer needs for so many people, whether it's not just physical appearance, but the mental health aspects of the beauty and wellbeing industry is so important. So, you know, my business will grow, and that's really, really exciting. Um, I guess we can describe just now as a little bit of a plot twist rather than a setback. It's giving us time to really reflect and reset and, and hopefully open again with gusto and have a really buoyant second half of this year.
0: Mm, yeah, let's certainly hope so, uh, Louise. And I think um, over the year, uh, the next few months, once we start to see things reopening and we start to see those hopes sort of uh, being borne out, perhaps we could yeah. even catch up and have you back on the program just to see how things um, are getting on in uh, course, that respect yeah, as well. Um, it's a shame that we are just about out of time on uh, today's yeah. program, but um, I've got to say, Louise, it's been a really, really enjoyable experience, but also a really informative one having you um, on the air with us. And thank you yeah, ever yeah. so much um, again for taking the time to come on and speak with me. It has really, really thank been a pleasure. You, thank you um thank you louise and do take care and do stay safe with everything still going on as well many thanks That was Louise Caithness, the Managing Director of Zest Skin Spa. Coming up next on the programme today, I'll be handing over to Matthew O'Neill for his exclusive interview with Lord Blunkett. Lord Blunkett is an active member of the House of Lords, a former Labour MP and Secretary of State, and of course the Chairman of the Leaders' Council of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Now, despite being blind from birth, Lord Blunkett rose to prominence as one of the most notable politicians of his generation, having held a number of senior positions in Tony Blair's Cabinet and having served as the MP for his Sheffield, Brightside and Hillsborough constituency for 28 years. He was first elevated to the House of Lords in August 2015 as Baron Blunkett of Brightside and Hillsborough and I hope you enjoy listening just as much as Matthew enjoyed speaking with him. That's coming up next. Lord Blunkett, welcome.
2: Thank you very much, it's very good to be with you.